This is AMA Fantasy Football, the only fantasy football podcast dedicated solely to you, the fans. Email us your questions at amafantasyfootball at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at amafantasy, and we guarantee your questions will be answered. Now, here is your host, Ellie Berkovitz. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're all staying safe, and welcome to another edition of AMA Fantasy Football. You can find us on Twitter at AMA Fantasy, and I am your host, Eli Berkovitz, and you can find me on Twitter at Eli underscore NFL. Today, we're going to talk more about the upcoming 2020 fantasy season, as well as getting into some NFL draft talk, with the draft just being days away. But before we get to any of that, I am very, very excited to welcome onto the show from DynastyNerds.com fantasy expert Kyle Matthew. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing all right, man. Um, I am. I'm scary pumped. Scary pumped for this draft coming up in a couple mm-hmm. days. And you know, thank thanks so much for having me on. You know, talking about football, talking a little draft. Absolutely, it's an honor to have you on. And just like you, of course, I am beyond excited for the draft. I think everyone, especially considering everything going on in the world and there are no live sports, I think this draft is a bit of a savior for everyone right now. Right now, with the way things are, obviously being so different than usual, what have you been kind of up to? Have you taken up any new hobbies, activities, binge-watching some new shows? What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? It's been it's been, been, a, been a, lot of, a lot of isolation, a lot of quarantine. Definitely. One thing that One thing that I actually did that I've been doing on this quarantine that I, I don't know why I didn't get into sooner, but I, I I got into The Office. I just started watching The Office, and I actually finished the show the other day, and I, I've been missing out. I got to say, I've been missing out. The hype is the hype is warranted. That's been one of my one of my top accomplishments <laughs> during this quarantine, which is pretty sad. But I no, that, look, that is not sad. Let's be real. The Office. Just a part of American culture at this point. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta watch The Office. I'm a huge Office fan. Obviously, so many people are, but myself, I've during this quarantine, I've been trying to convince some of my siblings to get into it, and for some reason they have it. But I, but I'm happy that you have because it is just such an amazing show. And I mean, look, we we could have an entire show talking about The Office. That's how oh. good it is. But. Going on to the main topic of tonight, which will kind of be based around the NFL draft and fantasy drafts. Tonight's going to be a bit of a draft special. So for the first time in AMA Fantasy Football, we're going to do a live fantasy mock draft using Fantasy Pros Mock Draft Simulator. We will do a 12-team half PPR draft, switching off picks just to get into the feel of the NFL draft season. So, Matthew, why don't you kick us off with the first pick of the draft? Yeah, I mean, the first pick, I think it, it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. I mean, coming off a historic, historic is an understatement, a historic yeah. season in 2019. In 2020, I expect him to, and I don't want to say improve his production because that would be absurd, but I think I think the possibility is there. I mean, you have Teddy Bridgewater, who loves the dump-off pass, Mm -hmm. and you have Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator, who just basically led Clyde Edwards-Alaire to one of the most prolific running back seasons we saw in 2019, and one of the top pass-catching seasons for a running back in college football in 2019. So don't expect McCaffrey's production or usage, I should say, to decrease in 2020, because it's 
it's it's going to be at the top of the league just like it was in 2019. Yeah, I agree. Even with Matt Rule being the head coach who in the past has not had the most past productive running backs in his college programs, with Joe Brady coming in and just McCaffrey's talent, there's no way the Panthers are going to deny him the football. So I totally agree. He's going to be the consensus number one pick. And then I guess moving on to number two, I struggle with this pick back and forth, honestly, but I think I got to go with Saquon Barkley. He's just going to get a ton of work. I think the Giants offense should improve enough next year where he's going to get more scoring opportunities, and he's Saquon Barkley. I mean, the talent is insane, and I think he's going to have, as similar to his rookie season, if he could stay healthy, he's going to have an incredible year. And now I guess moving on to the third pick, who do you have, Kyle? See, this one was tough too, but I, I think I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. I mean, in, in any league where you're rewarded, any any type of points, whether it's half PPR or full PPR for a reception, Michael Thomas, I think, has got to be a top five pick, top three pick. I would say top five minimum. But, I mean, he's, he's got Drew Brees in 2020. He has Kamara to keep defenses honest. Now they have Emmanuel Sanders lining up on the opposite side of the field, yeah. someone to take away some corner, some some cornerback presence that was not there in 2019. And for all we know, you know, the Saints have been rumored to draft a receiver early. So I mean, I I think it's got to be Michael Thomas, just an absolute reception monster. Besides Christian McCaffrey, probably the safest player in fantasy yeah. football. Yeah, I mean Michael Thomas is is a monster. And I'm fully on the train of that whole running back automatic in the first round, automatic first few picks. It's a different NFL now. It's a passing league, and you've got PPR and you've got half PPR. Receivers' values are just skyrocketing. So I'm fully on board with Michael Thomas inside the top five. I think he's just so safe. And in the first round, that's what you want. You want safety. And now moving on to the fourth pick. Another tough one because I think two people could go in this spot, but I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. I think he had an, an incredible season last year, even while missing a couple games. But unlike his first two seasons where he was really injury prone, he played 14 games last year. He was the third overall running back in fantasy, and I think the Vikings are going to continue to feed him in that very run-heavy offense. So I'm very high on Dalvin Cook going into 2020. And I'm going to take him fourth. That's tough because that was the guy I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gosh, there are, there are. I feel like there are three or four running backs that could all kind of fit into this category. But I'm going to go with Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. just because he's in in a dynasty format. He's not a guy I'm super interested in investing just because you know once running backs hit that second contract. That's usually when we see a value decline, even though he's still, you know, I believe 25 years old. Yeah. But if we're just looking at a one-year window, I mean, Zeke's going to do what Zeke does. He just gets, this man gets fed the ball 20 to 30 times a game. Mm -hmm. He's going to rush for anywhere between, you know, 12 to 15 touchdowns, which, you know, that's been fluctuating in the past, but I have a feeling it'll kind of jump back to the norm. And I mean, he's... He's just a volume-based monster, and that's pretty much what I'm looking for if I'm looking for just one year of production. I want a guy that I am 100% sure is going to get 20-plus carries a game. He's going to be involved in the passing game in a .5 PPR format. I mean, I, I was talking about safety with Michael Thomas. I'll, I'll, I'll toss Zeke Elliott in there when it comes to safety just based on his 
ability to handle an insane workload. Yeah, I totally agree. Last year, for almost the same reason, in terms of safety, I believe I had Zeke ranked first overall. I just I looked at the rest of the league and I said, Saquon's on a bad offense. I wasn't sure. I didn't think McCaffrey would blow up the way he did. And I just looked at Zeke and I said, I know, I know that Zeke is going to get his 20 touches a game. I know he's going to get in the end zone. And he's Zeke Elliott. So, like you said, he's just he's one of those picks where it's just one of the safest moves you can make in fantasy. You know he's going to be productive as long as he's on the field. So, I love that pick at fifth overall. And moving on to sixth, I'm going to take the second receiver on the board. And to me, that is Devontae Adams, who last year had a quote-unquote down year. But, of course, he missed uh, about four and a half games. So, even even when he missed all those games, he had a terrific season. Prior to that, he had three consecutive seasons of over 10 touchdowns. We all know Aaron Rodgers' connection with him in the red zone. He's a touchdown machine. He catches a ton of balls, and he gets the yardage. I'm a huge Devontae Adams fan, so I think behind Michael Thomas, he's just about as safe as you're going to get in fantasy football. I love it. I mean, yeah, like if, while we're on the topic of floor, that's really what we're looking for in the first round. Mm-hmm. And Adams has it for sure. Yeah. All right. So moving on, I'm gonna I'm gonna really pound this running back position after starting off early with Michael Thomas. I'm gonna go Alvin Kamara here, mm-hmm. and he was he was good, not not great, just by his standards, by his elite standards in 2019. Yeah. But it was revealed later in the season that he was nursing nursing a pretty bad ankle injury, and as as the season progressed and he was able to get a little bit of rest, he was extremely effective the poor touchdown regression that was sort of bringing down his fantasy stock earlier in the season took a crazy turn towards the end of the year and the touchdown production just absolutely shot up i think we're going to see more of that in 2020 we're going to combine you know we have drew Brees coming back obviously which we were kind of on the fence about but now Mm -hmm. we have kamara coming off a season where he was struggling with injury coming back fully healthy in a contract year which has been a you know, huge topic now that that 2017 class, it's finally time for them to, you know, yeah. get on their second contract. So I'm expecting a expecting a big, big year for Kamara in 2020, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he's able to maintain health because if he does, I think he has RB1 overall upside. Yeah, I completely agree. Kamara is one of my favorite players maybe in the entire NFL. I It could be biased, but when he was a rookie – there was something about him. I watched him in the preseason, and I know he was behind at the time Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram. He was the third back as a rookie, and I saw him in preseason, and I was like, this guy looks amazing. And in all of my drafts that year, the last pick of my draft was Alvin Kamara, and as you can imagine, I won a couple championships that year. It was a great season, and like you said, he's one of the most dynamic players in football And last year he was injured. I drafted him myself last year. I'm a huge fan, but he was injured, and it definitely took its toll on him. But I think going into 2020, if he's healthy with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and that offense, he definitely has RB1 upside, if not within the top three, definitely. Mm -hmm. And now moving on to the eighth pick, I'm going to go with one of the bigger surprises, I guess you could say, of 2019 which is Derrick Henry, and I know he finished 2018 so well, so I don't know if it's such a surprise, but Kyle, I don't think there was anyone more predicted for regression slash bust season than Derrick Henry last year. Am I wrong? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, he was he was getting 
crazy hate yeah. entering 2019 just because he ended 2018 on such a crazy hot streak and he kept that streak up for the entirety <laughs> of the season. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I'll i be honest. I was a big Henry basher. I just I didn't see it. I said he had four good games. He, other than that, his entire career has been below average. He's not involved in the passing game. And then he just comes out last year and rushes, you know, for 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns and basically told everyone like myself to to be quiet, <laughs> politely. Uh, he is He clearly is the real deal. And as long as Tennessee continues to feed him, I think he's going to be a top five back in 2020. So I'm a big fan of Henry's. And now moving on to the ninth pick, Kyle, who do you got? I like it. Yeah, I like the Henry pick. At pick nine, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. And I know mm. he started off last season on a very, very disappointing note. But he turned that around pretty quickly right before the midpoint of the season. And I, I only expect things to improve from that point. I mean... Looking ahead to 2020, he's getting the 11th overall pick in the 2019 draft, I believe. Jonah Williams back, who mm-hmm. spent the entire season last year on the injured reserve. He's an, he's an offensive tackle. That should be huge for Mixon. Definitely. He's probably getting Joe Burrow. I think there's a 99.9% <laughs> chance that yep. he's getting the QB1 from this class. And there's also the possibility or extreme likelihood that Cincinnati continues to address offensive line in the draft because that's clearly a hole for them. So with, with all these pieces kind of coming together, I believe in Zach Taylor, the head coach there in Cincinnati, I think we're going to see much more of second half of 2019 Joe Mixon than first half of 2019 Joe Mixon in 2020. Yeah, I completely agree. And like you said, Mixon last year was someone I really liked. I liked him coming out of college. And look, he was stuck on a bad team. But as you said, at the end of the year, he really heated up. Over the last four games of 2019, Mixon had 494 rushing yards, 100 receiving yards, and six total touchdowns in just four games. So you saw he was heating up. I think once you get Joe Burrow almost certainly in that offense, he's going to be able to get a lot more opportunities, maybe especially in the passing game, and start to get some of his playmaking in the open field going, and that will, I'm sure, help him in fantasy for 2020. All right, so moving on to the 10th pick in this fantasy mock draft, I'm going to go back to receiver, and this time to Tyreek Hill. I mean, he there's, there's no like way to describe Tyreek Hill and what he does on the football field. He touches the ball anywhere, and he could score at any time. He's playing on maybe the best offense in football, one of the pass-happiest offenses in football. So I think Tyreek Hill, PPR, is not going to be as appealing because he's not going to catch a ton of balls. But regardless, his yardage and his touchdowns, and he's the kind of player who could just win you a week. You know, he'll go and score 35 points and just win you the week by himself. And in the first round, you always love to get those kind of values. So coming up with the 11th pick, Kyle, who do you got? All right, yeah, pick 11. I might. This may seem like... A little bit of a reach, but I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs just mm. because I want it's, – it's the floor. It all comes down to the floor that we were talking about earlier. Jacobs was a first-round pick in last year's draft. Oakland nah, – Oakland, I keep saying Oakland. The, the Vegas Raiders yeah. are not – it sounds so weird saying it, but the, um, the Raiders are not going to address running back early in this draft. It's obviously not going to be a day-one pick, and not, they're not going to spend a day-two pick on a running back. So – that's the floor that I'm looking for. Jacob should be a 300-touch guy. He should be a 20-touch-per-game-at-least guy, and he should be getting more work in the passing game. I, I don't know. 
I have no idea why he didn't get literally any work in the passing game last yeah, year. Yeah, it was very but, weird to me as well. So confusing. And I think Jalen Richard is a great pass catcher. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't use Josh Jacobs as a pass catcher. So when I think he's an extremely talented back in an offense that should probably bounce back a little bit in 2020 if they can address some important positions like offensive line and wide receiver. But, yeah, that's that's really what I'm shooting for here is, is the floor. And I think Jacobs has a very high floor. Oh, I agree. I was a huge fan of Jacobs last year. I drafted him myself. And it was frustrating that he was very, very much not involved in the passing game, which made him rely a ton on touchdowns and rushing yards. But you saw when they started really feeding him, he was he was unstoppable. So I think in year two, another year getting used to the NFL speed. And I think once Oak, uh, sorry again, Oakland, once Vegas sees his <laughs> exact, once Vegas sees how good he is. Now that they've seen it for a year, I think they're gonna force him the ball even more, especially in the passing game, because you could see once he has the ball in his hands, he's pretty unstoppable. All right, so moving on to the final pick of the first round and the final pick of this mock draft, I'm going to go with Packers running back Aaron Jones. He had an incredible season last year, finishing second amongst all running backs. He scored 19 touchdowns, which is pretty hard to repeat, and I don't think we can expect him to repeat that, but I think Aaron Jones can easily get in the double-digit touchdown range, over a 1,000 yards, He's involved in the passing game at least enough where in PPR he still has plenty of value. And I think also going into a contract year, he's going to do everything he can to show his value to the Packers and hope to get his second deal. Yeah, I love it. I have a I have a quick little quick little Aaron Jones nugget, I guess, but he was he was RB2 overall, like you said last year with 19 touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. And that, you know, that That's, was I mean, yeah. oh, I like a, <laughs> it's it's not sustainable basically it's a, you can't sustain 19 touchdowns back to back years um so what i did is i looked at the average number of touchdowns scored by a top 12 running back an rb1 in mm-hmm. 2019 that number came out to be 11 so if you take aaron jones's 19 total touchdowns and bring it all the way down to the average of 11 which i think is his floor yeah he still would he still would have been rb7 wow. last year and i mean that's a mid RB one. That's huge. I feel like a lot of people are bashing Jones because they say, you know, take those nineteen touchdowns, bring him down to the average of, of you know, eight, nine, or ten, and he is not even an RB one. Well, I mean, you bring him down to the average, which is his floor because his ceiling is nineteen touchdowns. He was one of the most prolific touchdown producers in twenty nineteen. Bring it down to his floor, and he's still RB seven. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's incredible, and I'll say this. It could sound biased, but I'll say this as a Packers fan. I mean, Aaron Jones with the ball in his hands, he's just he's he's so hard to bring down. He's so dynamic. He's fast. He's got the moves. And clearly, Matt LaFleur loves to use him in the red zone. He had, I mean, I don't even know, probably at least 10 touchdowns inside the five-yard line. It was like LeGarrette Blunt 2.0 with some speed and the ability to catch the ball. I mean, he was unstoppable at the goal line. The Packers love to use him there. So I'm very high on Jones going into 2020. But that rounds out our first-round mock drafts, everybody. I'm going to run through the picks real quick so you could hear them again. Starting off at 1, Kyle took all the odd picks, and I took all the even. Starting off at 1, we had Christian McCaffrey, 2, Saquon Barkley, 3, Michael Thomas, 4, Dalvin Cook, 5, Ezekiel Elliott, 
six Devontae Adams, seven Alvin Kamara, eight Derrick Henry, nine Joe Mixon, 10 Tyreek Hill, 11 Josh Jacobs, and 12 Aaron Jones. So there you go. There's your first round mock draft for the 2020 fantasy season. And obviously a lot can change by the time we have a season. Hopefully we will have one. But with the NFL draft around the corner, I just thought it'd be fun to get some drafting going. So now before we get to the fans question, we're just going to take a quick commercial break. All right. So with the NFL draft just two days away, we opened up questions to both fantasy and the NFL draft as well. So let's get right to the questions. What do you say, Kyle? Yeah, man, let's get it. Let's get right. right into it. Awesome. So I'm starting off with this one because honestly, it was one of the more surprising questions I got, and it's regarding the NFL draft. And the question was, did the Dallas Cowboys trade Dak Prescott on draft day? Now, obviously, this is a major long shot, and I have not heard any reason to believe this would happen. But with, with the Cowboys' lack of salary cap money and the way they've been paying everyone on their team other than Dak, do you see any chance in the world that they potentially trade Dak and are able to move up and maybe get someone like Tua or Justin Herbert, or is that just not even an option? To to put it briefly, no. I just <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. I know that they've that Dallas has been, you know, frivolous is a, a, a generous word with their money, <laughs> just kind of throwing it around, yep. you know, paying paying Zeke Elliott that crazy amount of money, which, you know, is deserved, but that that's a whole different story. But I just I think when you have a quarterback like Dak Prescott, especially being a, I believe, fourth or fifth round pick, I believe fourth round pick, yeah, fourth, when he's played, when he's played at such an inexpensive price, I mean, he was dirt cheap for the Cowboys for the entirety of his rookie contract, yep. and he played at at MVP levels at times for multiple years. I mean, starting off with his rookie season, he played at a semi MVP level. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that needs to be rewarded. And I, I'm not to say that, you know, pay the guy whatever he wants, re- reward him. But this is the kind of guy that you need to just pay. I don't think that I could see any instance on draft day where the Cowboys trade Dak. Yeah, similar to what Kyle said, I do not see any way in which Dak Prescott is traded I could understand the thought, maybe, if they could move up into the top five and get a top quarterback. But again, as Kyle said, Dak has been terrific his entire career, and there's no reason why Dallas shouldn't pay him. They've went and they've paid everyone on their roster, so I think it's time their quarterback gets his money. And I guess we'll see how Jerry Jones decides to go about that. But now moving on to our second question of the day, and this one comes in via voice note from the Anchor app. Listeners, if you download the Anchor app and subscribe at AMA Fantasy Football, you can leave your own personal voice note and we will play them live on the air. But this voice note's coming in from on Twitter at Dylan Busby One. And I'm gonna play the voice note now and then we can answer up the question. So here we go. Hello Eli. Hello AMA Fantasy Football World. Happy four twenty. I have a question for your next episode regarding Keenan Allen. Since there is no longer a Phillip Rivers for the L.A. Chargers, the likely QB scenarios seem to be Terod Taylor or whomever they decide to draft in the next few days here. That being said, Keenan Allen finished 
according to fantasypros.com, as the number eight wide receiver and half-point PPR scoring last season. Is there any way you see Keenan Allen finishing this next season as a top 12 wide receiver? Thank you very much. What do you think, Kyle? Keenan Allen, top 12 receiver in 2020. You think there's any chance, or you think he takes a dip? I do. I actually, I actually do think there's a chance. I'm a, I'm a big Keenan Allen fan, and watching Philip Rivers last year was so, so frustrating as a Keenan <laughs> Allen owner. Yeah, in, me too. In fantasy. Honestly, I just don't think Tyrod Taylor is really a downgrade from Philip Rivers. Whether we're bringing in Tua, whether we're bringing in Justin Herbert, I still see a top 12 finish as a possibility for Keenan. I may not go as high as eight, but I think 10, 11, 12 is 100% within the realm of possibilities. And and if Tua does happen to fall to six, or if the Chargers make a move up to snag Tua, he's the guy that loves his crossing routes. He loves his screen passes. He loves his wide receivers that catch balls across the middle of the field. So I think if Tua can find his way in Los Angeles, I actually think that wide receiver eight projection could end up being pretty accurate because Keenan could be an absolute... PPR monster if Tua's quarterback. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm a huge Keenan Allen fan. It seems like I always have him in fantasy, at least on a couple teams. He's just, like we like, like we mentioned during the mock draft, he's just one of those players you know is going to be safe. He's going to get his targets. And people are nervous with Phillip Rivers leaving. But to me, like you said, last year Phillip Rivers was not the Phillip Rivers we saw five years ago. He was aging. He couldn't get the ball down the field. He couldn't even get the ball halfway down the field. So I think whether it's Tyra Taylor or a rookie, Keenan Allen is still in position to have another great fantasy season, especially in full PPR. I mean, in full PPR, I definitely see a top 12 finish being possible for him. And now moving on to our first fantasy question of the day coming in via email. This one is from Connor. Is there any pass catcher worth owning in New Orleans outside of Michael Thomas? Yeah, I actually think so. I think that Emmanuel Sanders could actually see, I'll, I'll say high-end wide receiver three numbers. I think he could be a top 30 wide receiver in 2020 purely wow. because he's going to be the guy that operates across the middle of the, not across the middle of the field, well, he's going to operate on the other side of the field as Michael Thomas, who's at a given time could have two cornerbacks and you know a safety. Three cornerbacks at a time. There are some highlights from last year that are incredible, some of the coverages that Michael Thomas takes away from defenses. I really like Emmanuel Sanders, and I really like Jared Cook. If you happen to play in a format that's you know, a tight end premium by chance where they get where tight ends get 1.5 or even 2 points per reception, mm-hmm. or whether it's even 1 point per reception, he was incredibly consistent last season. His final 11 games, Jared Cook's final 11 games of the 2019 season, 10 of those games he had double-digit PPR points, and the one game that he didn't have double-digit PPR points, he had 9.4 points. So that's that's some crazy consistency that I don't think a lot of people realize actually happened last season. But those are a few pass catchers, especially Jared Cook, that I am 100% on board with in 2020. Yeah, no, I hear that. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, that signing, even even at his age, when you have a quarterback like Drew Brees, Emmanuel Sanders is going gonna, is gonna to do enough that he's for sure worth owning in fantasy. He'll for sure be somewhere in that wide receiver three to maybe even a low-end wide receiver two range, depending 
on the format and just how he meshes into the offense. But I like him and Jared Cook, like you said. It felt like he started off pretty slow last year, but once he got used to that New Orleans offense and he got the hang of things, he started heating up towards the end, and he has the talent to continue to be good. With a quarterback like Drew Brees, you don't need that much talent. He's going to get you the ball. So I like both of those guys. And now we're going to move on to the next question, another email, this one coming in from Sean. With the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, is Kyler Murray now a top three quarterback in 2020? Last year, he finished seventh overall. I am, and this is this may be a little bit of a hot take, but I am not 100% ready to write off Deshaun Watson yet. And I realize that we literally picked up a top three to five receiver in the NFL and took him from one of the quarterbacks we're talking about and just handed him to another. But I think the Brandon Cooks acquisition is huge, and I think Houston will most definitely address wide receiver earlier in the draft. So, and again, this is a little a little hot takey because I haven't adjusted to the whole Kyler Murray hype quite as much as everyone else, but I'm going to say no because I think Deshaun Watson is going to squeak out a quarterback three finish, but if I had to guess, I think Kyler Murray will be the QB four in 2020. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I think Kyler Murray, he's going to finish somewhere. I mean, look, last year he finished seventh, so it's not like he finished that low. But I think he's going to finish probably somewhere close to the top five. He has an unbelievable wide receiving group. He has a good running back in Kenyon Drake, a good offense with Cliff Kingsbury calling the plays. So, And then you add the ability of his to run the football, and you definitely have a terrific fantasy quarterback. Top three might be tough when you assume the top two will be Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And then I think Murray will compete with guys like Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? I mean, Matt Ryan has had, you know, top three fantasy finishes. He has great weapons there. Last year was a bit of a down year, but I think that right behind Mahomes and Jackson is going to be very interesting to see who finishes third at quarterback in 2020. And now... On to our final question of the day. This one coming in from Pat49. Should I trust Saquon Barkley with a top three pick while playing on a bad Giants offense? I think not only should you trust him with a top three pick, I think you should trust him with a top two pick. Wow. Similar to kind of the, the, the draft that we went over earlier, I think that besides Christian McCaffrey, I think, I think Saquon Barkley is, I mean, I think he's the guy. I expect... Daniel Jones to take a really big step forward in 2020. I, I really like what I saw from him his rookie season. Um, Evan Ingram healthy should be good for Saquon just to kind of keep defenses honest. I if it, if not Saquon, I think it would have to be a guy like you know Michael Thomas, Zeke Elliott. I'd rather just roll with Saquon and the slightly subpar Giants offense when considering the immense talent and the immense volume that he's getting. So yeah, he's my he's my second overall guy. Yeah, no, I hear that. I mean, Saquon, look, I, I drafted him second, so I guess that basically answers the question. He's incredible. The offense was bad last year, but Daniel Jones should take a, another leap forward in year two. And they actually do have some weapons there with, like you mentioned, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Slayton is coming along. So I think that offense in year two can get better with Saquon and Daniel Jones working together. And the main thing for Saquon, I think, is just going to be like what he did two years ago. If he's catching six to eight passes a game, even if they're just dump-offs, 
in PPR, his value is going to be incredible, and he's going to rack up points. So even on an offense that might not be one of the best in the NFL, him as an individual should have a good season, and I am fully in on Saquon as a top three or even the second overall pick this year in fantasy. And those were all the questions today from the fans, Kyle. And I was hoping to get to some buy or sell for the NFL draft, but it looks like we're running a bit late. So maybe maybe we'll try that the next time. Hopefully you come on, Kyle. We'll do we'll do a buy or sell when it comes to fantasy. But I just wanted to, you know, as we close out the show, if you have any final thoughts, whether it's about fantasy or the NFL draft or everything going on in the world, anything you'd like to close out the show with. And of course, where we where can we find you on social media? Yeah, of course. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast and I'd love to hop on later and, you know, talk some buys and sells. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyFF underscore Kyle M. You know, tag me on the timeline, hit the DMs. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. But yeah, I mean, in, in regards to fantasy, this fantasy season, I am crazy excited for the draft and I'm I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that everything that's going on now and sooner rather than later for, you know, for, for the sake of everyone going through, you know, the health risks, Definitely. obviously everyone's struggling, but you know, it's a, it would be a, a nice, I guess you could say treat to have the football season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's no, there's no other way of putting it. It's, it's the 90,000th most important thing going on right now, but it's, it would it would be great to have it. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, you know, staying inside, binging the office like <laughs> we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And, you know, just just getting pumped about this draft. Man. Yeah, no, I'd look, I get it. Obviously, when you're dealing with something like this in the world right now, football, it seems pretty insignificant. But at the same time, it kind of isn't because there are so many people in the world who look at football and sports in general as a good escape and as, as a distraction and something they could go and look forward to. And without it, it's kind of making this time almost seem even harder. So like you said, I'm f- keeping my fingers crossed that come football time, come summertime, this will be behind us and everyone could go back to normal life and we'll get sports back and everyone can enjoy their summer. So that's really what I'm hoping for. And Kyle, once again, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We really appreciate it. And I hope we have you on again soon. And for everyone out there listening, you could come and find us on Twitter at AMA Fantasy, or you could email us at amafantasyfootball at gmail.com with all of your questions. And we will make sure each and every week to answer all the questions we get coming in onto the show. And everyone out there, stay safe and have a great night. We're out. Yeah.